0: You've heard the saying, leave your drama at the door, but is that really practical? Welcome to Becoming a Mindful Teacher. This is a podcast for educators who want to improve the lives of children by digging deep into the minds of their students and themselves in order to create a space where it is safe to learn. My name is Winter, and I am passionate about helping children break through their mental junk in order to become successful little humans. Join me on this journey each week as we delve into the many ways that we can help our students succeed, no matter what difficult situations they've experienced. Let's get started. Hi guys, we're back and ready to dive into the world of our minds and the craziness that that can bring. Um, this topic this week uh, hit a little close to home, so I was excited when I thought about sharing this topic with you today. Growing up, I was involved in the sport of cheerleading. So whether I was on the team or if I was coaching, um, it was definitely a part of shaping me as a person. And while I was working. On these teams, either with them, or I was participating in them. So many times I had coaches bring up the saying, leave your drama at the door. And I knew exactly what they meant. I mean, come on, we were teenage girls. (laughs) And there was always drama brewing between some, you know, some people on the team. So what they were trying to say was, no matter what issues you have going on outside of this practice, you aren't going to bring it in here, and you need to focus on what we are doing today. And I got to thinking that this didn't just pertain to sports. This happens in our classrooms constantly. Um, I know middle and high school teachers who really struggle to keep the attention of their students, and they kind of risk losing them to something catching their attention on their phones or through relationship issues with their peers And there are even those running jokes on TikTok when the teacher asks the students if they have any questions about the assignment and the student instead, you know, raises their hand and wants to share some random event that happened the night before. So in the work that I've been doing with social and emotional learning, I have learned that pretty much it's just not possible to leave your drama at the door no matter how hard everyone tries. So if a child does not feel safe, their brain will not be ready to learn. Do they have parents fighting the night before? Maybe mom threatened to move out and leave dad? What does this mean for the student? Does the student have a home that they will be able to go to when they leave school? Or do they even know who they might be living with? Or Say it's a peer relationship and they're struggling with that with their friend or, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe them and their best friend got into a fight and now this friend is threatening to share private information with, you know, their peers and their classmates, but it was once a, you know, a safe secret and now their safety is threatened. They're scared that this information will get out and they will not only be left by themselves, but then rumors may spread like wildfire and then their reputation is ruined. So imagine all of this going down and then you as their teacher are now reprimanding them because their homework wasn't completed. And I know this may be an unpopular opinion, but it is kind of selfish of us to believe that we can be the center of the student's world for the short amount of time that we have them. So what can we do to kind of rectify this situation? Well, first, If you do have an explicit no drama policy, I would never tell you to state that all drama is accepted here because obviously that isn't what we want. But I would just very discreetly stop using that wording because physically in the brain that can literally never happen. It is physically impossible for the student to leave any fear-based thoughts outside of the classroom. So when you think of Maslow's hierarchy, like safety is one of those basic needs that we need in order to move up that hierarchy. And if they don't feel safe, they cannot physically succeed in achieving those higher levels without that. What you can do is create an environment in your classroom where each child feels respected for being an individual, knowing that each person comes with different coping skills, feeling different levels of safety, and feeling as if they are just as important as the content that you're teaching. So our students are going to come to us with drama from their homes and from events outside of our classrooms that we never have control over. All we can do is provide an environment of safety for them and hope that with that environment and that safe feeling, they can then kind of level up and be ready and prepared to learn. So I'll place a link in the the show notes for a list I compiled of at least 60 different things that you can do to make sure that your classroom is as trauma sensitive as as you can be. Go ahead and just, just start with one. One small action is all you need to start getting into a practice of becoming aware of the specific needs of our students. I thank you so much for listening today because that lets me know that I'm not alone in this journey of making sure that our schools are safe places for our students and that together we really can start making change. And I'll catch back with you here next week so that we can continue this work and just keep plugging along because we can do this. You are awesome. We can do this together. <laughs> Don't try this alone, okay? I will talk with you next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in more stuff from me, go ahead and join me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at A Mindful Teacher. You can also join my mailing list to be notified when new podcasts are released just head on over to my website at amindfulteacher.com.